podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode. I have no idea. But before we before we get going, I'd like to big a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, go over, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off and they'll take really good care of you. Um, oh, before I forget too, if you like this podcast, go over and check out some of our other ones like High School Hoops, Coaching Youth Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. If you're looking for that one defense that will work against anybody, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, you know, the Rule of Three offense that will work at any level, go over and check those out. Leave a five-star review. You would like those. But also go over and check out teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, it's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources. It's everything. It's what I, it's what I would have wanted as a 27-year-old basketball coach. It's a roadmap to success uh, on and off the court. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I'm a coach. I understand how it goes. Go over and check it out. Kick it, kick the tires around. See if it's for you. And if it's not, we'll part our ways and we'll say thank you and and move on. But I I guarantee you're going to love all the material. And the material we're always putting in um, teachhoops.com. But anyway, have a great day, everybody. Let's head off the podcast. Now, is the is this kind of like the the flight or flight feeling? Is it the same? Is it is that anxiety where you're feel, you know you're being chased by a lion, right? Um, you know, I'm in, I'm going into a game. Is that the same thing? It is. That's, thing? that's how we're wired. So that uh, so yeah. Stimuli comes at us, we quickly, the mm-hmm. fight or flight response quicks, uh, kicks in and we have to determine, is there a risk or isn't there, right? Yeah. So obviously with a lion coming at us, unless it's the Detroit Lions, then we're not too scared. But is it coming at us, uh, um, you know, and then we kick in. But in a game situation, that same fight or flight response can kick in, but people can realize, oh, I've seen this before. It's a different zone. It's a different man coverage. Or uh, I haven't seen this athlete, t- you know, they, they're four inches taller than they were last year. Whatever it is, we process that. Uh, and those who are able then to, let me calm myself, let me think, oh, coach taught me this. I can reframe that and then use the skills that are taught. So it's those, mm-hmm. those microsecond adjustments are, uh, are what separates um, people who can deal with anxiety from those who tend to get um, tripped up by it. Yeah, no, that's that. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, what about resources and tools available to coaches? Yeah, so you know we're partnering right now with you to provide some resources yeah. as well. Um, so th- that's going to be a great one that you can get in the practice plans. And then beyond that, there's some great articles uh, on sports psychology pages as well about what to deal with signs of performance anxiety. Um, in particular, understanding that how can I thrive under pressure? And there's cognitive strategies and physical strategies and then emotional support strategies. And I think as a coach, it's important to say, all right, how can I help uh, um, my athletes relax their muscles? How can I help them use imagery or music or visualization? Mm. How can I uh, uh, change their thinking (laughs) when I hear comments like, I suck at this. I'll never be great. That's a challenge as a coach to say, no, you're just not as great as you want to be yet. But boy, we're going to practice hard and get you better. Um, 
obviously exercise is huge, but sports is fueled by it. Um, yeah. I would also emphasize how are they eating? I've had so many athletes come starving mm-hmm. to practice. So, uh, you know, I took out a second mortgage on the house to bring snacks to the practice <laughs> every day, but I thought it's a small price to go you know, Costco and, you know, if I spend yeah. bucks, that's going to last me a couple weeks. And they were just ravenous. Like they were, you know, teenage boys, yeah. great girls. Um, and then I would also say, take time to recharge. So as the athletes are coming from school, I say, have they had a chance to recharge because they're wired. They might've uh, tests or just learning and uh, uh, social right. pressures. So I always make sure I give them a chance to unwind. So I just kind of let free play time at the beginning of the practice with a little music going, if possible. Oh, that's a good idea too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the team's small enough, I will spend the first 10 minutes going to every single athlete and just asking, hey, do you learn anything in school today that you can stump the coach? Or, hey, how was your day? What was the best thing that happened? So I try to make one personal connection just to humanize it. And so they're not going from a highly charged environment to another highly charged mm. environment. The mind has to settle and reset for us to be optimal performance. No, well, I and I, I hope this doesn't come. Uh, well, I'll just say it. Uh, I've noticed the difference between boys and girls, mm-hmm. and the way I do practice and start practice. And some people are like, oh, you know, no. Like I noticed that when I have better practices, um, and, and again, I see this more in the girls if we get together, we talk or they get together and they talk or they talk and stretch at the same time. And that conversation, I mean, you alluded to that by, you know, that you take the first few minutes and talk, you know, and connect with someone. Um, is that a thing? I mean, is it, is there a difference between men and women when it comes to anxiety and having to going from a charged environment and, you know, kind of slowly getting into a potentially another charged environment, kind of ramping up. <laughs> so a couple layers to that onion. The first one I'll peel is the <laughs> common, common denominator, and that's our physiology. Physiology okay. is the same in males and females. Um, so that fight or flight response, how we get anxious, et cetera. So the biological mechanisms by which we calm ourselves are the same. And that yeah. is kind of settling ourselves. Now there are differences in terms of how, uh, males and females perhaps like to interact with each other. Uh, you know, stereotypically, females may talk more, right? And boys may be more action-oriented. Um, and the research shows that, unfortunately, females experience anxiety at higher rates than males, especially mm-hmm. in teenage years. So we yeah. have to have to do that. So I guess as a coach, I would say, how can I meet them where they're at? And so yeah. if letting off steam is just free play, shooting free throws, cracking jokes with each other for the guys then ride that out and if for the ladies maybe it's more chit chat than i as a coach should probably give the space for that to occur knowing that that's going to serve me better as a coach because i can manage their uh, um their energy levels that they're bringing to the practice yeah no that, no that's great advice right there uh, and let's do, so coming back kind of full circle, and I want to highlight something you brought up and you touched upon, which is, uh, this is to benefit all the coaches. You know, I, I met Dave, uh, David through actually uh, basketball practice plans, and he's a customer, and we started chatting online. 
And we got together, had these conversations because we knew there was a hole to fill. And that hole to fill is this game in your head. And what we want to be able to deliver to coaches is a way for them to recognize a lot of these issues and speak to them in practice because it does affect playtime. So, you know, today we're talking about anxiety, but uh, we're coming out with modules that is going to talk about communication and confidence and conflict resolution and a, bunch, and a number of other ones, uh, because I feel that, you know, we talked about with COVID, things have changed with, you know, these are the stuff that as coaches, if we're looking to change lives, these are life-changing things that we can help our kids with. So David has uh, come up with the, the curriculum uh, and these exercises and, you know, his team as well. And we're going to tackle uh, these topics one by one through this podcast and arm coaches with the information they need to help uh, their kids um, and their, their, their athletes work through some of these issues. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, you know, coaches be able to have a blueprint in front of them uh, that they can just look. Cause we're not psychologists like you. This is your study. This is your passion. This is what you love. We're coaches. We love basketball, right? Um, but we know the mental side of the game. And if we can improve the mental side, even with the young kids, we know they're going to be better people and better players. And that really truly is our our should be our goal as a coach. Um, but let's now with that said, let's recap. Okay. So um, give me three things, bullet points of what uh, an athlete can do to deal with anxiety. Give me three things that a parent can do and three things that a coach can do. And there might be obviously some overlap, but let's just go through. So let's start with the kids first. Uh, what can I do as an athlete if I'm starting to feel anxious? Yeah. Three bullet points. Yeah, absolutely. The first is uh, um, breath, uh, manage your nervous system. Okay. Uh, and breath work is a great way to do that. You're in control of your body and your physiology, and then your physiology will influence the level of anxiety. So I'm a big fan of just a simple breath. I'm a big fan of cracking mm -hmm. jokes. Uh, I'm a big fan of connection with other teammates as as ways to get out of my head with the anxiety and worry and then do something that's more positive. The second tip I would give for athletes is set realistic expectations uh, in terms of how you set goals for yourself and your team. Um, and that's important. And then that, that ties into how do you measure success? What does success look like? Is it learning new skills? Mm -hmm. Is it having fun? Um, and then uh, another tip I would say is try to do one hard thing a day. How can you build mm. that mental toughness? And research clearly shows that by doing one hard thing a day and building grit or mental toughness, we're better able to be resilient and adapt to when life throws us difficult situations or curveballs. So those are some practical so I, I should uh, tell my daughter, who is an athlete, to make sure she cleans her room, does her dishes, and maybe a few other hard things because it'll benefit her mentally in the long run. It's all in the market. Right, I need to... and build. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, I love but, it. Okay, so let's move on to parents. Yeah. Uh, now, what, what are three things that parents can either help their children through or, I guess, not 
make them so anxious when it comes to sports? Yeah, for for parents, I tell you, um, model the way. Kids pick up so much. So mm. they experience frustration. That's one of the biggest causes of anxiety. You know, how is the home life going? Are expectations too high? Are mom and dad fighting? Uh, do I see all of this? Uh, so model the way and how we cope with, with challenges. Uh, kids are sponges. They pick it up quickly. Uh, the next element I would say is be generous. The world is changing in ways that we did not have to deal with as kids. Mm. Uh, I mentioned the social media, the amount of pressure on kids. Right. So I'm a big fan of limiting social media for kids as much as possible. Um, I, I know it's tough to completely wipe it out, but can you put constraints on it? Um, and, the, and the third part I would say is um, be curious over being judgmental. Mm. So in particular, that's where my comment about saying after the end of the game, I really enjoyed watching you play. Yeah. That sparks open conversation and say, what did you like most about your performance tonight? What was the most fun? Or if there's one thing you want to work on for next practice. So being curious sets the stage for conversations with kids and parents much more though. And said, ah, you had four turnovers. What were you thinking? <laughs> uh, so those are three things I would say for parents. And I can guarantee you that's going to grease the wheels for uh, better conversations. And then also to enhance the relationship and, and I think just to put sports in its place, it's a wonderful resource we as humans have to, to learn new skills, to stay in shape and form connections. It's not a direct ticket to the NBA. And so parents <laughs> well, often need that uh, realization. Well, you, you just, and I know we got it, we're going to go through and this, we're doing a recap, but I just thought of another question that I often think about is and maybe not so much at the younger level, but it does happen. The anxiety is that keeping stats. Okay. And it's either, like you said, the turnovers. Oh my gosh. I just, I caused 12 turnovers by myself. Right. Or our team did, or anxiety over, you know, not scoring or somebody else is scoring more and anxiety over playing time, but let's playing time is different. Let's just talk about the stat side of the stat sheet. Yeah. Right. And, you know, one through 12. Now I look at that, you know, player one through 12 and, you know, player one scored, you know, 20 points and then so on and so forth. And maybe the 12 players scored zero points um, rebounds. I always try to highlight something for the players, but at the same time, I I'm wired where if I was number 12, I'm like, that's never going to happen again. Like I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to make sure not that I'm always trying to score, but I'm going to make myself better um, to, you know, maybe look at one of those stats lines where I'm not so good. So measuring from a coach's perfect uh, perspective, what we need to measure to help us improve might be causing anxiety in the kids we serve. Mm -hmm. Great so, question. Yeah. 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 So I would say one, feedback should be a gift. It shouldn't be a, uh, uh, you know, a derailer that cripples people and causes anxiety. So one, I would say, what is your dashboard of success? And yes, we need stats and the stats line, the box scores, etc. But are there other things? So uh, some of the, the teams with the greatest cultures have a bigger dashboard of metrics and that, that's culture. So uh, uh, is everybody mm. standing and cheering each other on? 
Uh, I don't care if you're the, the last player on the bench or the captain. Are you leading the team and, and helping people contribute in small ways, whether it's getting the water bottles, whether it's handing a towel to someone, whether it's cheering them on? Uh, so how mm -hmm. do you monitor those? And you can get a, an assistant to keep track of that. And that's always fun to do. Uh, there's there's notable examples like that, yeah. of college teams that only give stickers on the helmets in football for team metrics, not individual metrics. Mm. Uh, your mm. red dot mm -hmm. philosophy, that should be the most cherished yeah. award that athletes can receive. So what contributes to getting that red dot? So feedback is a gift, but most people don't uh, feel that way. They think feedback is judgment and condemnation, which contributes to my anxiety. So us as coaches have yeah, to frame yeah. it. We can't get better without feedback, but here's more than just the box score. That's important. Don't get me wrong. But other things I think are more important, those skills that matter after the ball stops bouncing. And that's where we really want to get over the long haul. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's great advice. Okay. Uh, last one, coaches. What are three things uh, coaches can do? Yeah. So we talked about praising effort for results. Yep. We talked about muscle memory. So let them practice, practice, practice. So it becomes second nature. And then we talked about try to simulate game day as much as you can so that they get the feel for it. And I'm going to throw in a fourth one because it's so important that post game Bonus. positive post game, both for the parents and for the coaches. Mm. So, uh, you well, know. so uh, give me a, like, what, what would be a post game uh, activity or a po what would a post game look like in the perfect situation? Yeah, ice cream, cookies. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So uh, it varies, but there's one common thread I usually recommend uh, as we wrap up. Whether I have 30 seconds or two minutes before the, the little munchkins run off, yeah, so different in high school, you can control them. I, I usually go around and say, What's one thing that you did great at? And then what's one thing we can work on in practice? And it's usually one word. I just go around quick. And then I always end, I'm really glad I was your coach and I got to see you play today. And then that's it. So some that's variation it. of that, upbeat, positive, uh, um, and have everybody go around. So someone might say one thing positive, one thing they can improve on. But I want to see smiles, whether you lost by 40 or you won by 40. You know, uh, what came up for me, using that situation and maybe this was a culture thing that I needed to deal with was, well, when I said, you know, give me one thing that you thought you did well, or even give me one thing you thought a player on your team did well. Yeah. Okay. It was, I got the feedback, which is really interesting of coach after we lose, we don't really want to talk about the things we did well. We're just not in the mood to talk about it. Right. And you know, I'm I'm no different on the podcast than I am with my team. You know, I don't uh, I'm pretty positive with them. So that kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, oh, like so anyway, with that, what, what would you have done or what what are your thoughts on that? Well, how could I have helped uh, to change that situation? Yeah, my guiding principle as a coach, I'd rely on that and say, what is the culture I'm trying to build? Am I mm -hmm. trying to build a culture where people shrink under pressure and don't want to talk about that? Or do I want to build a culture where mm. people say, yeah, I just stunk today, but at least I have the resiliency to say, yeah, I can admit that and I can put that behind me. So I would want to create a culture where I wouldn't let them shy away from 
tough situations because that's the one hard thing they could do. Mm. Rebuild your yeah. mental toughness over time. This isn't a one-off. And I think as coaches, oftentimes we see these kids say, all right, I get it. You're hurting. But that's an opportunity for us as a coach to rise above and say, I feel your pain, but uh, tomorrow's going to be better. And let's just focus on one thing we can do next time that's even better. And if they don't come up with it and say, uh, uh, as the adult, as a coach, maybe we plant the seed and say, and always a team focused, not an individual. All right, as a team, we didn't box out very well. So uh, we'll spend a little more time making sure our footwork is good and we get the get the right leverage. Don't worry, mm-hmm. we'll this next mm-hmm. time. So as a coach, we have to adjust and read the room, but not let them shrink under the pressure. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Coach, this is awesome. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time and sharing with, with us. I, I learned a ton. I want to go back, take some notes uh, on this one, uh, because I just think it's uh, it's such a, uh, you know, as coaches, for most of us, we're not trained to deal with this or look forward or how to handle these situations. So this was uh, meaty, thick, uh, and I look forward to our future conversations as we dive into the mental side of the game. So um, we're blessed to have you on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, keep up the the great work, and we will see you soon. All right. Thanks for the time. It's a pleasure as always. All right, Coach. Take care. Yeah. Bye now. Sports Social Podcast Network.